to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, thanks for coming back. Um, sorry about a couple episodes back when I was eating pepitas. <laughs> I did not know how terrible that would be. My apologies. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have a suspicious feeling that Elaine is a little bit further back on our episodes because that was a while ago. No, it was t- it was not last week's episode, but the week so episode t- before. I'm current, you see. <laughs> that's that's mine. Know, I'm not action adventure. I'm order. current. Okay. I listen to them out of order. I listen to them ahead of time sometimes. I just sometimes <laughs> I, I forget to say that. Because I've got the technology. <laughs> All right. Well, we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Carly's pick. It's Book Club. Wait, wait. Just came out this year. Just came out on video a couple weeks ago. Currently available at Redbox. We don't do a whole lot of new movies, so. No, we don't. Yeah. This is, is this the newest? No, the newest one we did was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That well, was still in theaters. Yeah. And that wasn't, uh, that was a bad idea. We shouldn't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because you keep saying, you, you keep asking to do that shit again. And I keep reminding you that that was not a great episode. Well, I'm back listening to the episode. I'm like, wow, yeah, I did not have a whole lot of detail. We almost did to remember. Meg. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, See, the Meg will come back. I, I think. think the Meg should have been like just a little round table, 30 minute thing. <laughs> no, I want to talk about the Meg in depth. She wants to do a whole episode. I'm going to wait for it to come out on Blu ray so I can buy it. I want Audra to sit in on mine for that. <laughs> <laughs> When's she coming to visit yeah. again? Can, can we plan that when your sister comes? Because I really think that she'd want to sit in on that, and mm. I would like to sit one out. You have to. <laughs> Make that plan with Audra. Okay. Audra, if you're listening, uh, give me a call. You have my number. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, well, we'll just give it out. It's for- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Audra can come and visit and bring Ken, and we'll have Ken sit in, because I bet he probably liked the Meg. Or would enjoy the Meg more than Audra would. No, we'll... We'll have yeah, Ken sure. and Audra sit in, and we're free. Yeah. What? <laughs> As if you didn't enjoy it. I know, I, I More like than that. I do. <laughs> anyway, that's true. All right, but book club. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that movie now. It's a movie about four lifelong friends who have had a book club for 40 years, and this month's book is Fifty Shades of Grey. And they fight a megalodon. And as John says, <laughs> hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues, I That's wrote right. that in my note, as John says. <laughs> I have a quote from John I'll in my that. notes, too. I'll do that, too. If I think it's funny, I'll write it out. Like, I don't want to forget this tidbit. This movie was written and directed by Bill Holderman who only had one other writing credit for 2015's A Walk in the Woods, and this was his only directing credit. Hmm. Interesting. There was another uh, writer listed, Aaron Sims, and this was her only writing credit. So, yeah, total noobs to this. Well, they the, had produced a few things. And we'll figure out how they did later. But. <laughs> Has some big names, though. It does. We have Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenburgen. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. Andy Garcia, uh, Craig T. Nelson. Welcome back, back to the, the podcast. How old is Andy Garcia? Ocean's 11. We just did Ocean. Oh, yes. I didn't even. Woo. All right. <laughs> Don Johnson, Ed Begley Jr., Richard Dreyfus, Alicia Silverstone, Katie Asselton, and Wallace Shawn. Those are the people I wrote down. If you want to mention anybody else, I don't think I need to go into what they've done because, you know. <laughs> Uh, this movie had a budget of only $10 million. 
for all those people in it. Yeah. So everybody worked for free. Mm -hmm. It grossed 68 and a half. And it just came out on video, so that number may go... Not it's as not much bad. as you, back in the day, the, the numbers were junk, people were buying it and stuff, but now Redbox and you can stream yeah. it, it doesn't go as high as it used to. Uh, but it has a 53% Tomometer. Tomometer. I Tomometer. always read it wrong. And a 56% audience score. So not everybody thought it was good. More than half of the people who watched this said, yeah, thumbs up. But barely. We'll see how, we'll see how that math checks out later. <laughs> And I have two reviews. Tweet. This one's from a Tony. <laughs> Who's sitting next to me. <laughs> this is from 40kfan.com. <laughs> no, it would be more like Transformers fan. Ma like Who's Magnolia fan? Then. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, Magnolia fan. Optimus Groshan. <laughs> In Holderman's ineffectual hands, this leads to comedy so tired and morals so sentimental, it's sometimes hard to keep awake in book club. Aww. That was Kate Taylor's opinion. She is of the Globe and Mail. Funny, because I was watching this and I was sitting, and Elaine couldn't see my eyes. You're saying, wake up. Like, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> Tony and I didn't watch this together, so. Mm. I couldn't see his face. I was concerned. Ah. What's your favorite scene? Uh. <laughs> that part in the middle where everything went black, and I was in Australia spearfishing. Wait, what? There was a megalodon there. Margot Robbie was there for some strange reason, saying, come to uh, Australia. All right. And on the other hand, Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly uh -oh. said, in an industry that defines mature audiences as anyone old enough to vote, a movie centered entirely on women over 65, a sex comedy no less, feels like some kind of small Hollywood miracle. Agreed. When you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> What's the last one? First Wives Club? It's been a while. Yeah, but first... And they weren't even... Six, they were they in their 60s. They, they were in their 40s. Old. Yes, mm -hmm. but... Because some of them were in this. And, <laughs> well, at least Diane Keaton. And that was a while ago. It was. Yeah, so I think they were only in like their 40s. Maybe... Diane Keaton has done uh, more than one kind of romantic... She, she did, was in Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was also in that movie. Great movie, you got to watch it. It's called The Godfather. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's is it about, I, like a family. Or yeah, something? yeah, it's a family. It's a family drama. Oh yeah, I hear you know. It's kind of long. She's been. I mean, she's been steadily working, but she also was in a movie called um, "And So It Goes," which was another one of those kind of family drama, mm -hmm. you know, mm. older centric kind of movies. It was a good movie. Okay. I okay. haven't seen it. All right. But what did you think going into this one, John? I thought, I've never... Oh, yeah, I heard of this. This is the movie you went and saw when I didn't want to go to the movies. <laughs> That's, That's what it. I thought. That's all right, it. what about you, Tony? I was like, yeah, I think this is that movie that you guys went and saw, <laughs> and we didn't go see it. <laughs> you and Elaine. Well, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> what did we... We did something. I'll tell you today. what. Didn't we, Tony? This, was, we did. My, this was my thought when we stepped out of the theater. We have to do this movie on the podcast. <laughs> so when you said you picked it, I was like, oh, good, because we really need to do this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. My thought when I left the theater was I'm going to buy this movie for a bunch of people for Christmas. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it very I much. do that with Love in the Time of Cholera. <laughs> sure you do. I will this year. <laughs> I do, with Jack, do that with Jack Frost. That's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> well, I ain't fucking frosty. <laughs> Everybody needs coasters. Oh, that is true. <laughs> Cut me deep. 
real deep just now. Like, like I had a carrot? <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Well, spoiler. Wow. <sighs> All right. That's amazing. So the movie starts with kind of a little flashback to the four members of the book club it's when Photoshop they first here. started it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's not terrible some, Photoshop. Some Photoshop? Well, it's 2018, so Photoshop's come a long way. Yeah. It's not terrible. Well, Photoshop and CGI in this, I thought I was watching Star Wars. There was some <laughs> terrible CGI, but... Mm-hmm. But their first book was Fear of Flying, which I remember my mom having on the shelf when we were kids, but I never read it. I don't know anything about that book. Mm. But apparently it inspired Vivian to decide to uh, become a successful hotel owner. <laughs> and sure, and she sure did. That's a nice hotel. I'd like yeah, to stay is. there. And uh, she is played by Jane Fonda, the traitor. <laughs> the traitor. <laughs> yeah. Am really? I supposed to get that? Yeah. I don't get that. What are you talking about? She was on the side of she, communism during um, Vietnam. Oh. Vietnam War. Oh. Thank you. I was like, I was gonna oh. say Korean. I'm like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know she, she has the, a very she has a lot of unpopular political opinions, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> well, Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, she's bad. But she doesn't need a man. She doesn't need anyone. And we learn that Arthur is her love from the past. He Don proposed. Johnson. She said no, and he left town. I love that it's Don Johnson, and he doesn't roll his sleeves up on his blazer. All right. John and Don Johnson have the same fashion aesthetic. <laughs> she says, I can see you wearing that. When you're older, someone's like, I wore that last week. (laughs) 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 Like, not that color, but. (laughs) We meet Sharon. She was Vivian's roommate at Stanford. She is Candace Bergen. She went on to become a federal judge. And she has a son that calls her to say he's got engaged. And she says, why? Um, Wow, I meant wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sharon married Tom because he made her laugh. But after 10 years, she wasn't laughing anymore. And they got divorced. Yeah. And her and Tom is played by Ed Bagley Jr. Yep. And was he anything we did? Ed Bagley? No. I just it's fun to say Ed Bagley Jr. Though. I loved him in She Devil. <laughs> All right. He was in a lot of stuff. He has been in a lot of stuff. He was also uh, I loved him in was it Batman? I was gonna say he was in Batman and Robin for five seconds. Yeah. He's Riddler's boss until he gets thrown out of a window. Yeah. Well, or well suicide. suicide. Yeah. yeah. We meet Carol, who's a chef. She married the man of her dreams, Bruce. This is Mary Steenburgen, and now his name is Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. Loved him in Coach. (laughs) It's their anniversary. She got him dance lessons because she signed them up for a talent show, and he got them eargasms. They're earplugs. Multiple eargasms. I think (laughs) his gift is thoughtful and a good gift. Her gift is shitty. <laughs> I, agree. I, I looked up at Elaine and said, "Don't ever get me that." <laughs> and I said, "If you want to buy me eargasms, just don't give it. Just give them to me. Don't give yeah. them to me as an Maybe anniversary not as gift. An anniversary present. But that's a thoughtful gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her gift is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she thinks his gift is awful. Yeah. They both don't. They're both not happy. With I mean, gifts. dance lessons might be fun, but not because I signed you up for a talent show. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. see Elaine getting us ballroom dancing things, but. But not again, not show. as an anniversary present. It's not a present to you. I would do salsa. <laughs> I know how to salsa already. I know, which is why I would do the lessons, because it would help me dance with you better. Mm, oh, that's a good idea. Because you still can't salsa. Because you didn't date Puerto Rican girls when you were growing up. That's true. I did not date enough Puerto Rican girls. 
She pretends like I mean, she loves the presents. <laughs> they both pretend like they love the presents, and she says maybe they should go home and wink, wink. And they go home, and he goes to sleep. And she just sits in bed, looking sad. Uh, Diane, we learn, didn't know what path she was going to take until she found out she was pregnant. And then she got married and had two daughters, who now want her to move to Arizona since her husband died. One of them is Alicia Silverstone, loved her in Clueless. Mm-hmm. And the, and, uh, Aerosmith is... videos, of course. <laughs> and the Aerosmith And the other one is, <laughs> and Batman who the heck knows? And the Robin. one was in 82 <laughs> episodes of The League, mm-hmm. which I did not watch. What the hell is The League? It's a show, it's a show about show. fantasy football. FX. Wait. Remember FX used to have shows. Is it fantasy football or <laughs> fantasy soccer? Fantasy football. football, yeah. It's for the sports guy D&D. Yeah. No, I thought there was. That's what I call it. I thought mm-hmm. there was a show called The League that was actually about fantasy, a fantasy soccer league. No. Well, maybe I'm incorrect. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, that was probably overseas because they wouldn't do that shit in America. <laughs> Nobody would watch that because people don't know anything about soccer. I know it's there's a there's a uh, strip mall that I drive by when I go to work and there's a soccer store just opened in, in it. I'm like, oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> You're like, oh, living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be closed in a month. But, but when you go in that store, they're going to appreciate your yes, business and yes. they're going to treat you right. Yes. So, uh, friends, if you're in the area, go to Tony's Strip Mall <laughs> Soccer Store. That's what it's called. Tony's Strip Mall <laughs> Soccer Store. I didn't want to tell anybody that I opened it, but I'm a big soccer fan. I yep. didn't want anybody to make he fun also of sells, uh, He also sells cereal there that he picks up from Lidl, the toasty, <laughs> Toastios, oh, and uh, Amazing Treats. <laughs> All right. It's been over 40 years, and every month they still get together for book club. That's a, we had a failed book club that lasts about a year. <laughs> a year. <laughs> Good Lord. I am impressed by this. We have a podcast club that we do. Yeah, I don't recommend The River God. Ooh. <laughs> River God. Shots fired, Nikki. River God was the book that broke the book club. <laughs> I don't think, look, there's no way Nikki liked that book. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because I wasn't uh, in the book club. That's because you don't read books. <laughs> I, I read all the time. How was Love in the Time of Cholera? I haven't read that. What's that say? <laughs> <laughs> See? But it's my it's somebody's art, okay? That was a very thoughtful <laughs> gift. And so I was the river guard. So was the river god, and I don't appreciate all art. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. Alright, so it's the current meeting. Vivian tells them that she saw Arthur, and they're like, radio station sex Arthur? Proposed with a milkshake, Arthur? I was like, ooh, I've never heard of anybody proposing with a milkshake. Well, her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, so. <laughs> Damn right. I think it's cute. <laughs> He's staying at her hotel. And just then, Sharon walks in and says her son is engaged and her husband's in Maui with a tartlet named Cheryl. Mm. She needs a drink. We always refer to the younger girlfriend like that as a Twinkie in the city. Mm-hmm. That's our friend's reference. <laughs> we also can never really figure out why those girls are with those dudes. No, we can figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't look like he has all that much money. Well, there goes my theory. Mm-hmm. He know. was married to a federal judge, so he's but probably getting alimony. <laughs> maybe, it's all about, maybe it's all about her. Yeah. I don't know. They got divorced a long time ago. You don't just yeah. get alimony, like maybe these days, but back then. It depends. I Who don't knows? Know. He must have had a really good lawyer. She might not have had a really good lawyer. I don't know about the divorce laws in whatever state they got divorced in. Well, I assume it was California, but who knows? Uh, It's a liberal state. You never know. They're different in every one. But they give her some shit. They're like, your husband? Your husband? It's been a long time. Why do you still give a shit about what he does? Yeah. I got to agree with them on this. 
I do too. I don't yeah. give a shit what my ex-husband does. Me neither. I mean, what? <laughs> it would unless, bother me. Unless he's not listening to the podcast. And it's only been years. Like it would a few years. Me. Less than five years. It would what bother you? your ex-husband does? If I ran into my ex... My, if I ran into my ex-husband and he Which was dating someone... A good 30 to 40 years younger than us, mm-hmm. it would bother me. A little twinkie in the city? Now, would, it, I, would it bother you because that's who your kids would be around? I feel like no. Sharon's more. Our kids are upset almost grown, so that wouldn't bother. Well, because it's almost like a winning the breakup situation. Like, I don't know. she's kind of. We get the impression that she lives alone and she has her cat. She has a cat she's yeah. not like living the, the best life. She's happy, but she's not like out there doing adventures. And then she yeah, sees that he. It's not really is. winning because they're all disgusted by no, it. No, I know, know I but. I don't think it's even like she's jealous or anything. I think she was just surprised. Like, this dude is such a weird loser. <laughs> and how could anyone her age want this weird loot? Like, yeah. I think she's more. Well, that happens a lot because shocked. remember. Every time you see somebody, I don't care how attractive and funny you think they are, there's someone somewhere sick of their shit. Yes, but this guy is not funny and attractive. How do you know he's not funny? Have you hung out with Tom? I don't know. We didn't get enough screen time of Tom we to find really out did. if he's actually funny or not. He could be a very entertaining, fun to be know. around Anybody guy. Anybody who thought that hair dye looked good, I'm <laughs> not okay with it. But as you see, but, Tony and Carly are both laughing, but I'm so just saying, he's funny. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's icebreaker. <laughs> I'm just saying, me personally, I know it would bother me. But in this instance, I don't think it's because she said that he's with someone. I think it's more like she's like, I ran into him and he's with this girl. Like, it just baffling to what her. Like, what is in this the world? world we're living in? <laughs> All right, then. Especially since she doesn't feel like she needs to date. So I think she's like, he's so old. Why is he dating? Yeah, that's because true. Because he wants companionship and she doesn't. She's well, I like, know. What the hell is he doing in Maui? And Vivian says, it sounds like he's doing Cheryl. Yeah, good line. That's a good line. <laughs> and she's like, why do you even start a relationship at 67? Uh, to get laid, of course. It's always the answer. She's not wrong. <laughs> Checks out. But we learned that Diane and Sharon both aren't interested in getting laid. And Vivian's like, we can't become those people who stop living before we stop living. And uh, Sharon's like, I haven't had sex since my divorce, and it's been the happiest 18 years of my life. And they're like, <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. So then Sharon changes the subject. She's like, let's talk about the book. 18-year-olds don't go 18-year-olds. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Some <Usually>. do. <laughs> I've Most never gone that Maybe Ed Baker Jr. Because he didn't have his cool hair dye. Right. Icebreaker. So then they start to talk about the hiking book, which mm. I think is wild, but because uh, their theme was bestsellers that got turned into movies. Probably. Vivian hated it. Carol liked it. None of them can imagine taking such a trip. And uh, Vivian's like, she hiked, she lost her boots, she did heroin. And Sharon's like, could you try to connect with something on an emotional level? And she's like, I, it's been 40 years since I connected with anything on an emotional level. That's just really sad. And uh, they're like, maybe you should go on a hiking trip and find your true self. And she's like, I have a way we can find our true selves. And it's not hiking. And then she says, I'd like to introduce you to Christian Grey. (laughs) And she is passing out Fifty Shades of Grey is going to be their next book. Creepy ass book. Sharon and Diane are not excited about reading this book. Right, because it's all full of sexual assault. (laughs) Does (laughs) It's not sexual assault if she consents. Mm. That's how consent works. And he does have a written contract. From what I hear, there's a contract. (laughs) I've never read it. I'm never going to read that. I I cannot. 
I won't I, even I do that. Read the book. I will I, not. Because the book I is Twilight fan. Is based off Twilight fan fiction. Which I did read those books, and I regretted it. <laughs> that time wasted. Twilight. Why do you have that yeah. poster in the living room? Because <laughs> it's just really cool. Oh, okay. Looking. For Sorry. the art. I got you. Team uh, Jacob. Twilight is her art. They're like, does this even qualify as a book? And they're embarrassed to even hold it. And they're like, it does meet the criteria for the current theme. So uh, they toast to a new book. Happy reading. I, I know exactly how they feel when you're like, when somebody recommends a movie we have to watch and you try to figure out a way that it does meet the criteria, then you're like, fuck, there's no way this doesn't meet the criteria. We have to we're watch stuck. this piece of shit. We do sometimes struggle with the criteria. because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's... Unless it's Dracula, then like, fuck it. Maybe we should state the criteria because I get way too much guff from people. It, it's got to be under 60% on Rotten Tomatoes okay. or not made its money back. Or made so or, little money. Yeah. Even if it made, if it had a $20,000 budget and it made $100,000, okay. it still counts. Or sometimes <laughs> Dracula. Or, or it hasn't been seen. If it was yeah. got, you know, if it was has, an independent film and it just didn't do well. Has anybody seen Whose Line Is It Anyway where... The, point, the points are made up and don't matter. Mm. <laughs> the criteria is just whatever we say the criteria is. <laughs> like Tony for Dracula, he said, well, not everybody wants Don't hit movies to us. We're yeah, not no. going to do oh, that. I know. Well, I just, that's what I get all the time. Is, yeah. They're like, dude, do Robocop. I was like, I can't. there's no way I can do the Robocop. The point is it's underappreciated. Do I don't want to. <laughs> and and just there in the title of the podcast. It has to be, it's, we have to be able to justify that it is underappreciated in some way. Unless it was Dracula, which... It, not in, everybody loved it. There was those no. three people who didn't like it, so... Yeah, me and two other people. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think, because we have, like, older movies now that aren't as popular as they used to be, underappreciated. Yes. yes. And, and I'll, I'll say yes to those. I will also say, if you're going to suggest a movie to Tony... Check our history first. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony gets a lot of suggestions for movies we've already done. He's like, yeah. <laughs> we, those are from the four. fans. Yeah. <laughs> the, the true friends of the podcast like, hey, uh, you should do uh, Holly Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Yeah. It's like, wow, you haven't been listening, have you? Yeah. Well, they clearly don't <laughs> listen, so we can talk some serious shit about them. You talk about that <laughs> like in every, every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get that recommended. Like People at work are like, oh, you should do this for your podcast. I'm like, you don't listen, do you? I'm like, I bring that movie up every mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast. All but right. please go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the Holly Davidson. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Timer. Go back and listen to Timer. You know, it's a classic. The movie with Don right. Johnson from this movie. Welcome back mm-hmm. to the podcast. Or Life is a House with Steam Virgin. You know what my favorite episode recently was? The Three Musketeers episode. That was a good episode. Because that fucking movie was Wonderful. amazing. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> Hit all the spots. Because mm-hmm. it's more fun when the movie's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Diane is flying to Arizona to see her daughter. She's afraid of flying, and she trips over or trying to get past a handsome fella in her row. And she falls tackles. In his lap. <laughs> yeah, she kind of tackles. Much. She falls right on top. Of I him. don't know how anybody would think they could sneak in front of someone in a row on an airplane. Yeah. And why is he in coach? Maybe that's the question. This Maybe it was a standby ticket, and he just had to take. He's what was a available. pilot. They, they fly in the well, jump seat. We don't know that yet. But I'm just saying, why was he in coach? And he yeah, I'm pretty be. sure they'd have put him in like first class. He's a pilot. He works for the airline. Unless it was totally packed. Maybe it was. Then mm, he probably would have waited for another flight. He's a fly himself. He's got a, he's got a plane. <laughs> Spoiler. It's like, at home in Arizona. It's like, so, so this guy who's like a full-fledged captain has all these you know perks for the job, has his own plane. Sitting in coach in the middle seat. Yeah. yeah. 
That's amazing. Well, it's California to Arizona. What is that? What could that possibly it's be? Not, it's not very 20-minute flight. Still. Right. <laughs> I get the feeling this guy doesn't have to sit in the middle seat very often. No. No. But actually, some of the bad reviews for this movie were didn't like the inconsistencies with the pilot character. Mm-hmm. Well, he could have gave his, his first class seat up to a uh, serviceman. First class could have been full. I mean, he could have yeah. had... That would have been great. Like, if he was sitting, like, first class and he saw, like, someone, and that mm-hmm. would have been a reason for him to sit back there, that would have sewed that up. Yep. I, sh- I shouldn't have pointed out the plot hole. <laughs> that would have sewed that up nicely. All right, tell you what, go back. Uh, who, 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 he has to sit in coach. <laughs> who was the director because, uh, again? It was their first movie. Reshoot this they shit. They really should have <laughs> just had them sitting in first class. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fine. I like the serviceman thing, though. Yeah, okay, well, it's Thank you, those who serve. All right. So uh, she apologizes, and they kind of chat a little bit. And she gives him another dong. And she tells him that she's afraid of flying, and he's like, it's the safest way to travel. And she's like, you only think that because you've never met anybody who was in a plane crash. Because they're all dead. Which isn't true. No, that's not true. It's an ongoing joke with him, though. (laughs) And then there's a loud noise, and Mm -hmm. she grabs him. By the dong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the, I like to refer to it as the old tallywhacker. If you don't get that, let's do our Young Guns episode. <laughs> safety handle. And uh, Yeah, she grabbed his tallywhacker as a safety <laughs> handle. Yep. And again, she's very sorry. He's like, oh. And so, she kind of leans back and just waves at him like, I'm going to stop touching you. <laughs> well, she by the she just sexually you. assaulted him. Will that be sexual assault? I'm going to say it is. It's up to him, you, I guess. You grab him by the goody bits. <laughs> that's probably pretty bad. Accidental sexual assault? Um, Does there have to be a press charge? I'm pretty sure. I don't really know. So then we have a quick Mm. montage of them all reading the book and being some of the some shock, some disbelief. I I love how Diane's book is has a different cover. She put (laughs) Moby Dick on the front, (laughs) which wasn't much better. But (laughs) (laughs) and uh, then, but it seems like they're all like not able to put it down. They're reading it. They, they might not be liking it. They might be like, what the heck is this? But they're... It's what's referred to as a page turn. Yeah. Poor Sharon is shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as they're getting ready to get off the plane, the handsome fella asks her what she was reading, and she says, Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. And he says, I didn't realize Christian Grey had a nickname. <laughs> but I'm like, ah. <laughs> Busted. We see Vivian highlighting passages of hers <laughs> so i'm gonna try that which i do on my kindle but i've never gotten out a physical highlighter and highlighted a physical book you highlight passages yes, i do <laughs> why bible verses i do she too can. but that's no <laughs> no but different. that's yours is yeah. different no, my favorite part yours is research yeah. also if i'm gonna start my blog there are little bits oh okay that, that makes that makes sense but like I, it makes no sense to me. Normal people who are reading a book that they own highlighting it. If you're not taking a class or doing research for your own book, <laughs> I or writing you know, a blog, I used to, do that. I used to highlight like, things in books when I was in school. I really like I scene, remember though. things. Yeah, but I, I can just read it again. I own the book. I know, but the Kindle has the feature where you can just look at what you highlighted instead of having to find it again. It's not the same as in a book where you she can like know what a Kindle is. Dog ear the page. Okay, so <laughs> she only does. That's how books. you find it. Again. No, that's, that's not true. I have a note, and I can highlight. That would sound like helpful. <laughs> just skip to the best parts. I read the whole book every time. No, I don't do that. Every time. <laughs> I've read the same book. Like, there's a couple of books I have read maybe 40 times. I will, I'm will. i a rereader. I just read the whole thing. Yeah, she was reading the Harry Potter books again just five minutes ago. I reread, but sometimes uh, I recently <laughs> I, I reread re- a book re- I've re- read four re- times re- in the re- last re- six months, and I skipped all the parts that... I was like, I just read this. I'm good. Like, I don't care. 
Why? Let me skip to the good parts. All Weird. Right. Okay. Because I enjoy it. Okay. Okay. I know what you mean. I watch the Avengers. Questions for another day. <laughs> like I watch Thor Ragnarok like once a week. I know it's like to reread or rewatch, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I do that with books. But her assistant tells her that Arthur's on the phone, and she's like, "Take a message." But he walks in, he's like, "A message," and she's like, "I didn't know you were here." And she kind of drops her book when he's he startles her. Which is, how did he get in her office? He walked. Yeah, but I guess she's got people. Stop him. Look, if I like, you just don't know where the business place, business offices of a hotel are. Yeah, you do. Sometimes Carly. they're marked. Sometimes they're not. I've worked in hotels where you could easily find them, and I've worked mm-hmm. in hotels usually where pretty you easy couldn't. to find. I feel like that would just not be like some employee. There's employees there. She has an assistant. Every like they're not just gonna let some Yahoo wander into her office. Oh, I know. Let me. I can tell you why, because it uh, moves the plot along. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "I found you," and she's like, "How? How did you find me?" He Googled her, and then he chose to explain what Googling is. She's Mm. like, "I know Google." I thought she might say like she knows Google, (laughs) but she didn't. And he's like, can I take you out for some, or can a gentleman take you out for some coffee? And she says, a gentleman sure. could. Do you know but one? Do you, yeah. But then they go out. Kind of walked right into that mm-hmm. one. Yes, yeah, so I love how they go out for coffee and they're not they, drinking they're coffee. They're not drinking coffee. It looks like they're having like a penguin snowball. <laughs> yeah. like, I thought maybe it's Italian like, hey, ice. Coffee? Yeah. yeah, but we're not having coffee. Yeah, margaritas. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Right there. And the whole movie, they <laughs> refer to it as going for coffee. But going for coffee really just means a like an afternoon date, not really having actual coffee. If someone says to me, hey, you want to go for a coffee? And we leave and don't get coffee, I'm leaving to go get coffee. <laughs> I, I, if you ask me to go get coffee, I want coffee. Because as soon as you say that, I'm like, yeah, I want coffee. I don't like coffee, so I'm going to stop and get a daiquiri or, or a penguin snowballs tony likes or a penguin snowballs. <laughs> but if, if we go somewhere and it's like oh let's get a frosty i'm like no you said coffee because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have coffee frosties yet it's coming coffee flavored frosty they yeah. probably do they have coffee ice cream but she tells him on their little coffee date how she became obsessed with forecasting risk and it helped her to become successful and he's like did you ever get married and she's like no i was obsessed with forecasting risk and uh He's like, he did get married, and she has his last name, his dog, and his co-op in the park. He wasn't as good at assessing risk. Because she's like, what'd you do? And he's like, I just wasn't as good <laughs> at assessing risk. We see Sharon at work. Why does she, that have to be what he did? What did you do? I know it wasn't her. Well, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Is He didn't say it was me. He didn't do the stereotypical thing and say I cheated on my wife or whatever. Or And he didn't say anything terrible about her. Oh, she cheated on me. He just... Didn't work out. Didn't yeah. work out. I like that. Good good job, Don Johnson. And I love your hat. <laughs> so we see that Sharon searches for her ex. And she finds pictures of him in Maui on a site called Bumble. Where he and Cheryl apparently met. And there's a little blurb of their relationship. Yeah, Which do they the have that on dating websites? Fucking Photoshop here. Like, I don't yeah. see that. I can see there being a dating site, but how do they have all their pictures from Maui on a dating website? Yeah, they would have to be continuously uploading mm-hmm. stuff about their story. That's obnoxious. And why yeah. would you do that on a dating website? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh look, we're happy and together now. We're a bunch yeah. of single people. Like, that well, fuck be, you too. That should yeah. be like Facebook. Yeah, it should be like a link to Facebook. Yeah. yeah, not on the dating. That's just. A, Noxious. Unless the site like paid them to use their relationship as a, yeah, I don't think, would uh-huh. you find I don't think they would. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> unless my them. target demographic is sixty-year-old old men looking for twenty-something, <laughs> this is not what you put out there. No, There's probably not. a dating service for that because, yeah, from what I'm hearing, there is a one for everybody. I could just ask my dad. 
Oh. That's not true. Your dad is married, happily married. Thank you very much. I know. Hi, Dad. <laughs> so she sees pictures of them and is shocked because Cheryl is young. And then her assistant comes in to remind her of a meeting. And she's like, you're going to have to reschedule. I have to stay with this. Like, mm-hmm. this is really important. And he starts blurting out, welcome to the dating website. And he's like, he just stone-faced, though. He doesn't. <laughs> See, and I told Elaine, I was like, if I was in the room and that happened, I would say, just so you know, I'm telling everybody about this. <laughs> John was very irritated how she was abusing her, like, her, like how she, she left court to take a yeah. phone call from her son and how she's not paying attention to meetings. And judges, man. Now, I, I don't have much experience in courtrooms, so I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would inconvenience a lot of people, but Your I guts. do think that mm-hmm. everybody like slacks off at work sometimes. Well, so I wasn't too judgy about that. Well, see, I'm a career criminal, and so I spend <laughs> a lot of time in court. And the judges get handed notes, and they look at it, put it down, and keep on listening because it's important. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mess up the flow, and they want to get to their, their golf time, so they don't have time <laughs> to stop and take it phone calls. Mm-hmm. But maybe federal judges have more time. Well, when I was in federal court for racketeering. I mean, <laughs> Never mind. Oh, I think it would depend on the city, and that's a pretty, like, there in California seems to be a pretty populated area, so probably she does not have more time. Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably not. Not a whole lot. She probably sees a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, judges, there's a lot of different, she could just deal with this kind of... No, judges usually, you know, they're either... I, know. I knew a federal judge once, and she seemed like she did a lot of reading. She read a lot. Mm. She also only worked four days a week in the office. So, <laughs> Well, they have to know a bunch of case law, things like yeah. that. <laughs> they'll, they'll stop, take breaks, be like, oh, you're citing this and this. Well, I need to go read up on that. I'll be back in a few. <laughs> All right. So then we go back to Vivian and Arthur. They're at a fountain, and he says, make a wish. And she just throws the penny in, and he's like, what you doing? Like, she threw it wrong or something. And uh, she has the lamest wish ever. And she's like, "What?" He's like, "What'd you wish for?" And she said, "I always wish for the same thing—a clean planet." And he's like, "No, you can't wish for that. <laughs> the wish has to be personal." And uh, she could personally want a clean planet. <laughs> I guess move, move the plot along. Yeah, should just wish for half the people in the universe to die. Mm-hmm. So that would make a clean planet. You do like you some Thanos. So it, then, th- would that not take away like the carbon footprint would be cut in half? Look, that's, that's a big thing. And the animals the, too. Apparently. The problem with the Thanos snap is I can't guarantee I wouldn't be snapped away. Right. Well, if you if you're Thanos, you you, you put that in the. But I'm not Thanos. <laughs> oh oh. So that's the problem with the Thanos snap is I can't guarantee. So you're telling us the the Avengers movie from your point of view. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're you're not on board with Thanos killing half the universe because you might die. Correct. Okay. I thought so, you I thought you had a death wish for like if I, I was <laughs> like if I was Thanos, I don't think I'd give a shit about the rest of the universe, just me. <laughs> so if you so I, got, I got bigger fish to fry. Well if, if there was a finger snap we'd have to, you know, redo the podcast because half of us aren't gonna be here. I made it when I checked the thing. Oh you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't check, I didn't want to know. I, I couldn't handle I it. I didn't check either. Um I any kind of apocalypse, I'm dying. I mean, really, zombie apocalypse. You know <laughs> Disease what? Disease apocalypse. I just... Ex- the zombie apocalypse, people are like, oh, I have much... Like, not me. I want to be a zombie, like, right I'm away. I'm going to be... <laughs> I don't want to have to start... Because you know how hard it is to make... You, like, do you know how to make stuff? <laughs> I don't know how to make stuff. I am not going to so, be on I've got all these bullets. Do you know how to make bullets? You're going to run out. These are the weirdest tangents. 
Carly has to be on my team because she laughs a lot. Like, really, no, no. Carly's like, loud and doesn't know how to do anything. Like, I want to be a zombie right away. I don't have to worry about, oh, you know what? We're out of food. There's no cows. So, anyway, he goes in to retrieve her penny because she might jeopardize the whole planet with her crappy wish. And he's like, and you won't go in and retrieve it. You're too delicate. And she's like, I'm not too delicate. My jewelry is delicate. And then he takes her phone. This bracelet costs more than a car. He but. takes her phone like, this is what's delicate. And she's like, you get my phone out of that fountain. And I she really, goes in after it. I, I really thought he was going to throw it in the water. So did I. <laughs> and I was like, God, don't do that. That's uh, fucked up in movies when people do that. Because you're yeah. like, there's no. a lot of shit that can like, be on that phone. That's a thousand dollar phone. Owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the numbers what's in you there. can't get back. Well, she has an iPhone. Everything's in the cloud. Yeah, there could be pictures. Well, no, I guess that goes. Well, it depends on if she uses the cloud. I don't. I wouldn't use the cloud. Oh, she looks like the kind of lady who used the cloud. Think so? Yeah, she's got money, so she's gonna have a lot of storage up in the cloud. So when someone throws her phone in the well, she's okay. Mm. It's I a don't trust it. Yeah, that's it. The cloud. Mm. Okay. I'm trying to too many naked pictures of me and uh, Ew. various people. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ew. I saw that one. Not of you. Me. I trying, no, I was trying to think of her name. <laughs> I was gonna say Jennifer Lawrence. He, he I couldn't was think of. trying to think of her name. The woman he has naked photos with. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Wow. I was gonna say wow. Jennifer wow. Lawrence. Wow, that's messed but up. But I couldn't think of that's her name. Messed I kept up. thinking Maybe Mystique. Maybe you need to upload those to the cloud <laughs> so that people can Mystique. tell you which naked ladies you're with, sir. You could have said Mystique, and I would have been like, Any, well, which one? Anyway, zombies. Ah, <laughs> all right, stop. So, <laughs> so he splashes her. So yes, zombie apocalypse today. Vampire apocalypse. I'm staying. She there gets her phone and she splashes him and he splashes her and they start having a little splashy, splashy. Until the cops show up. <laughs> what about mummy apocalypse? And then, yes, a Segway cop. I don't like bandages. Pulls up. Yeah. And he's like, you guys, there's no bathing in the fountain. They're like, we're not really bathing, but we'll get out of the fountain. But first take a picture. And he's like, I hate my life. But he takes a picture of that. <laughs> Do they she all does. look like that guy from the Brendan, first Brendan Fraser mummy movie? The emo type guy because he was pretty hot and I'd be okay. With no, they, no, he's, with. no, they look like he's the mummy. No, they look like the mummy from Monster Squad. If they all look like Squad. that, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> no, Monster Squad Why do you mummy. Want them to look scary. Huh? What you, what She's like, is the earth going to be covered in these hot mummies, or are they going to be scary, ugly mummies? Oh, you mean when he's all put together? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in the beginning when he's eating people's spleens. And no. Stuff. Oh, I don't know. All right. All right. So in Arizona, <laughs> Diane is shopping at a mall with her daughters. <laughs> Oh, and her daughters. They're trying to convince her that she needs to move because, uh, because she's it's dangerous. Because, oh, <laughs> because she could in, slip and fall. Because in most of the movies, she's oh. like 60-something. And, and whenever she's around her daughter, she's 104. Yeah. It's funny because my mom is their age mm-hmm. of the women in this, Keaton is in this movie. In this movie. But they're and all USA like 60. between 65 and 70. Yeah. Like, and my mom is... In the age, and I'm like, I would never talk to my mom. Like <laughs> I would that. not. I would not. Not until she's like 97. If she's still alive at 97, then I imagine she'll be saying that herself. Maybe I shouldn't I drive. Know. Maybe I could fall. <laughs> when I get old, funny. I want to be like, um, what's his name? Uh, Burgess Meredith in Rocky. Grumpy Old Men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they smoke two packs of camels a day. <laughs> I'm 94 goddamn years old. What the hell do I care? That's going to be me. But let's be honest, I'm going to die way before that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. 
But they want some coffee, but the good coffee is upstairs. So maybe mom should wait downstairs. And she's like, I'm, I, heaven forbid I ride an escalator. It's so dangerous. Yeah, that yeah, was, was really that, silly. That, that was silly. I wanted to kick him down the stairs for that one. I'm like, that is so mean. Oh, they mom, you stay here. They took a stroller up the escalator, but, but their couldn't mom ride. couldn't make it. Like, who takes In a the, stroller on the escalator? That is I I unsafe. I would have been okay with it if they are like, mom, can you stay down here with the child? In yeah, the stroller. Well, there was always elevators anyway. And also, mom sits down in a massage chair, doesn't use it. What the hell's wrong with mom? Well, all the rest of the chairs are being taken up by the super old crowd with their oxygen tanks and their canes and their sleeping. <laughs> Actual old people. <laughs> okay. Uh, so her phone rings and it's Carol. She wants to know if she's ever been spanked sexually. Is that what people are doing these days? We don't need to answer that question. <laughs> Some people. Some people, yes. Not some it. people don't. Um, I'm and not some yucking anybody's yum. So if you're Ooh, into don't it, don't yuck somebody's yum. For That's it. a good one. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo boo. Carol's calling an emergency book club. They need to talk about this book, and Diane needs to get back here pronto. She's like, I would come back for an emergency colonoscopy because she is not having fun in Arizona. <laughs> yes, Scott still does not look fun. So I don't know. They had a pretty banging mall. <laughs> I I don't want to. <laughs> So Carol's all in a tizzy and late for dance rehearsal. You know what they and, have in a uh, they have a store in that mall? They sell baby boats. Nice. When she gets to dance rehearsal, it doesn't go well. Carol's not following Bruce's lead and uh, just wants to skip to their choreography for the show. Do we really need to learn the basic steps? How about we just you just teach us what we need to know? And the dance instructor is like super stereotypical. No, we must first learn to dance. Like <laughs> must have the passion. <laughs> Because I don't, want I, don't you, I don't want you going to this show and, and sucking, and then everybody watches again. Who taught you? Asshole? She was pretty. Yeah. She was pretty entertaining. Yes. Entertainingly annoyed with Mary Steenburgen. I enjoyed it. Cause Mary Steenburgen's like, look, just teach me the choreography. I still remember my tap recital routine from when I was like six. And then she to says, "Red Red Robin goes Bob Bob Bobbin." And she <laughs> says, "You peaked really early." Yeah. <laughs> But she tells Bruce to, she'll follow wherever he leads, and he's like, how about to dinner? None of them are happy at this dance rehearsal. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sharon's worried about her cat, Ginsburg. She's not herself. No energy. She's lost that spark. And the doctor, the vet says, have there been any changes at home? And she's like, not in forever. On the flight back to L.A., Diane is summoned to the cockpit. And now it now she's got the Moby Dick thing. Mm-hmm. Is it really Moby Dick or mm-hmm. is it the book? Just <laughs> a regular dick. Just a regular dick. And this is creepy. Not billionaire dick. Mm. No, because she's like, I need your phone number, I your home number, your this. address, your the days that you're address. off, your email. I'm like, that's a lot of information. Yeah. She's going with it first. Phone number, email address, home address. Like maybe the airline needs this for some reason. But then nights are usually free. She's like. What? No, I don't <laughs> think so anymore. <laughs> and, and the flight attendant is in on the gag, so she's smiling the whole time. I, I, know, I love this. It's really good. good. See, it's the little thing like that flight attendant having a little smirk like the whole time, like, and the days that you're free. Mm-hmm. Like, she was in on the whole thing. She, That actress, I don't know who it was, good job. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she gets, like, super suspicious, then the reveal. That the handsome fella from her flight to Arizona is the pilot on this flight. Who's also her nephew in some other weird continuity because, check this out, go with me. <laughs> Diane Keaton is married to Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Yep. And so Michael's nephew mm-hmm. is Sonny's son. Right. Is Andy Garcia. Mm-hmm. So 
That's his aunt. Hmm. No, but in this movie, he's Mitchell, the pilot. So this is a Game of Thrones type of situation. He is yeah. Mitchell. I don't call him Mitchell in any of my notes because they don't tell us his name is Mitchell until like the end. He until he's in the pool. He says, I'm Mitch. He says, I'm Mitch. He doesn't go pool. by Mitchell. He says, I'm Mitch. <laughs> it's a good name. So she sees the handsome fellow pilot. And he has his hat and on. <laughs> He says he never kids about these types of things, and he wants to take her out to dinner. And an alarm goes off, and she starts to freak out. She's like, what is that alarm? What does it mean? And he's like, alarms usually mean bad things. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, well, go fix it. And he's like, like, I can't. I'm in the middle like, of something. I'm doing something right now. We'll get to that. <laughs> we have to resolve this dinner thing before I can go deal with yeah. it, which I appreciate. He's being so adorable. That like, was alarming how charming he was. Oh. Yes, it was. She's like, fine, what the hell? We'll go out to dinner. Go fix the alarm. And he just opens the door and says, bloop, that was your alarm. <laughs> <laughs> he rigged an alarm. It should have been. Sneaky. I kind of wish it had been like a coffee pot. And he just <laughs> puts the thing and pours himself a cup of coffee. I want to watch a Lane's movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is sounding so much better. She's got the service member and the coffee, actual mm. coffee when they mention coffee. I mean, this, your movie sounds great. <laughs> this movie was great. Oops, spoilers. Oh. Oh, that's a yay for Elaine. So we see Carol and Sharon discussing the absurdity of some of the things Christian did to her in the book. Hello. And uh, Sharon says she could have uh, put him in jail for many of those things. See? Sexual assault. And Carol wonders if anyone their age does stuff like this. But just then Vivian walks in and Sharon says, I think some do. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian is awfully chipper, and they're like, oh, you saw Arthur again. Yes, and you slept with him. No, she did not. She likes him, and she doesn't sleep with men she likes. She gave that up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Vivian is too happy, and Diane, like, disconcertingly happy. Diane walks in and proclaims, best book ever! And, the, and Sharon's like, what is happening? <laughs> Diane excitedly tells them about the devilishly handsome pilot. And Sharon says, your husband just died. And she's like, oh, Harry, he was a good man. <laughs> and I get the feeling she never really, like, she was happy with her life and content. But she just, it. It's okay. She can yeah. move on. I was okay with it. I she told, was, I said, that, look, I'm dead. Go for it. Yeah, but she wasn't like, If you said to me, I'm dead, go for it, I would freak the fuck out. Because <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Go for it. What if, if, I, what if he's a mummy? Yeah. Uh, what if I'm a mummy? Do you look like Imhotep? Yes. Okay, then I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian says she thinks Harry's death was the best thing that ever happened to Diane because now she can sleep with someone who's not an accountant. <laughs> we apologize to the accountants out there. I might have been offended by that. <laughs> and Diane's like, I don't even think I remember how to have sex. And uh, like Carol says, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. It'll come back to you. And then Vivian's like, I want to see Carol ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but if she needs a refresher, maybe she should read the book. And Diane's like, I don't know what that is, but it's not sex. And Carol's like, you're right. It's crazy hot sex. <laughs> but Carol's a little too into this book. And they're like, what's going on? And she's like, it's been six months since she and Bruce have had sex. Vivian's like, I thought you guys were rabbits. And she says, we are like rabbits. If they took a vow of chastity or something like that, <laughs> they made a chastity pack. 
That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> so Bruce comes in and asks about the book. He tells him he found his own motorcycle in the garage. Hasn't been ridden in ages. And they all look at Carol. <laughs> Everything he says could be taken as a sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. Need to loop up her chassis up. and ride her. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Once he leaves, they all laugh. But Vivian declares sex cannot be taken off the table. Sharon's like, we're four smart, successful women. I don't need a man. And Vivian's like, you've proven that. But it should be your choice. And Diane has made a choice that they read the second book. And she passes it out. And they say a toast. They should lube up their bikes and get riding again. That's right. I want to read a quote here said by my husband I uh-oh if your book club doesn't read doesn't read love in the time of cholera I'm naying this movie <laughs> they've been a book club for 40 years I'm sure they got a new book every month I'm certain which that? I wrote down because it was really funny in the like 500 books they've read as a book club that is there mention no, they love. don't mention any of the other so books they read, except I've, for Wild and Fear of Flying. This is a direct quote, and I just want to put it out there to uh-huh. see if it c- becomes true at the end. It's a prediction for later. <laughs> see, little fun. What, what do they call that in the writing world, Tony? Foreshadowing? Foreshadowing, okay. <laughs> Not really. But. So Diane's at home reading when her daughter calls to check in. Because she was supposed to call after dinner. And she's like, oh, I just finished. Self-fulfilling Did you eat alone? There you go. That's so sad. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm so sad. Meanwhile, she's out in this beautiful yard with a glass of wine and a book. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how Carla describes heaven. And she's like, you know, I should get to bed. So let's cut this phone call short. And the phone rings again. She thinks it's her daughter again. And she's like, hello. But it's not her daughter. It's Mitch. It's a handsome fella. Who says, uh, let's try this again. Now Is that how you answer up. the that phone? Was, that was <laughs> He's like, I'm going to call back. We'll try it again. It hangs up on her. I'm like, that man's a boss. Yeah, <laughs> she realizes good. it was him, too. So when it rings again, she kind of works herself up. And then she's like, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. <laughs> so uh, he's in Sedona. But he wants to pick her up tomorrow in Santa Monica for dinner. And she's like, you can't do that. He's like, yeah, I can't. He's like, I don't actually fly coach. Don't worry about it. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Arthur sees Vivian at the hotel again and wants to have a drink with her sometime. And she's like, not today. She's busy. What's she doing? She's helping Diane get ready for her date. All the ladies are there. And they are excited for her. They're like, put on something sexy. She doesn't have anything sexy. She comes out in a burlap sack and like, no! <laughs> Donate that to charity. I'm like, no, why would you do it with those people? <laughs> so she comes out and they're happy with what she picked and then they go to watch from the window when he picks her up. So adorable. Mm-hmm. They knock the little curtain yeah, down. Pull the curtain John, really see John called them the golden girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, and I think he should have waved at him. Like, yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. He definitely saw them, and they Yeah, know. he saw them. I think he should have gave him a little wave. And they say, the last time she had a date, she got pregnant. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Ship sailed on that one. Yeah. yeah. No more baby boats. That's right. The baby boat has sailed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> on the date, they tell the stories of their first kiss, and the rest of the girls go to the kitchen at the hotel for drinks and dinner. And Carol says she's jealous of Diane because she got a guy to fly in from another state and she can't even get Bruce to come in from the garage. Mm. 
Vivian's like, maybe you should try to take him back to a time where sex was more on his mind. And uh, Vivian gives some pretty good advice here, <laughs> actually. Here. Yes. For now. For now, she's not later. Good later, she gets bad. <laughs> but this advice is good. Yeah. She's like, for him now, coming inside means he has to fix a light bulb or do work in the house. And, sh- and Sharon is like, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe taking back into a time when coming in meant sexy times. But then an employee comes in and brings a present that was left for Vivian at the front desk. It's from Arthur. He framed the picture of them in the fountain and included a poncho. This is next time we'll use protection. Mm-hmm. Oh, because oh. <laughs> it sounds like they're talking about, you know, the, wow. Wow. the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah. But they're not. <laughs> hibbity, you don't hear that enough. Where did the that come from? Dibbity. Dibbity. Where did that I've never I, heard that before. So. <laughs> that, that came from deep in your soul, babe. Yeah, that's, that's where the hibbity right there. Like, I said, I was like, what the fuck did I? <laughs> that, that's a thing. You're going to note it like three weeks from now, somebody that you see daily is going to say hibbity dibbity, and you're going to go, go <laughs> So you should listen to this podcast. Oh. So, person who came up with the hibbity dibbity, thank you. <laughs> Sharon's a little sad. Everyone's coupling up. She's like, I don't want to have sex, but I can go for some kissing and petting. Carol's like, maybe you should put yourself out there like Tom did. Why not do online dating? And Vivian's like, that's not going to happen. And she's like, I'll do it. I'll try it. That night, we see her with a glass of wine and a face mask on. She makes a profile. And And I would click on that profile. From the profile pic alone. Yep. With the green face mask. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm like, I love those pictures. I'm like, that chick there knows how to party. Because <laughs> <laughs> that if that's what she's putting out there, she's not going to be very, oh, that's the kind of girl I want to say, all right, what are you all about? What's living between your ears? <laughs> well, in an attempt to take Vivian's advice, Carol puts on her old waitressing uniform and goes out to show Bruce. And it still fits. God bless her. Until hey, she looks like arm. Larry Seabergen has got it going on. She's she looking good. She's, she's a very attractive lady. Oh, yeah. And he says it really takes him back, but it doesn't work out as Carol hopes. He's more focused on getting the light he's trying to hang up so he can start getting into the motorcycle's chassis. It's not the chassis she's talking about. (laughs) The best part of the scene is she's like, maybe you could take me for a ride and sits on the motorcycle and the tire tire pops here. (laughs) And he says, maybe a rain check? And she goes inside all sad. No sex for her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fellas, if you're uh, just another that comes out in a skin-tight outfit, <laughs> hop on to Goodfoot and do the back I thing, would you? I don't think he was oblivious. He just was not... He wasn't feeling it? He wasn't was not feeling it. it. He didn't want to talk about it, and he doesn't want to currently have sex with his wife, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We see. I hear if you don't fella. use it, it shrivels up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So we see the handsome fella walk Diane to her door after their date, and he says to let him know when she's in Arizona again. She's like, I'll be there this weekend. And he says, like, how inconvenient. And then he's like, this was lovely, but he doesn't kiss her, and she seems pretty sure that she fucked up. <laughs> she kind of walks to the door like, what? what? <laughs> no invite in? Like no this? kiss, no. It's inconvenient this weekend. But at work, Sharon's in a meeting and a phone goes off. And she's like, can we all turn our phones off? And they're all like, we did. Yeah, like, <laughs> bitch, it's yours. <laughs> but it's not her phone. It's her laptop. It's not a laptop. It's an iPad. All right. It's her computer. She goes to check it. Yeah. And she's got messages on the dating site. What? And who is it from? <laughs> it is from George. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> yep. 
Mr. Holland's opus. That night Mr. she Mr. Holland's responds. opus himself. Super. <laughs> Yeah. And the next day tells Carol and Vivian about her upcoming date. He is a bald tax attorney that may be a serial killer. And possibly <laughs> has no arms. And yeah. at this point she says tax attorney, but later tax accountant is... Oh, I thought... It's one time they say attorney and one time they say accountant. A continuity yeah. error? Because I wrote it. I was writing notes and then I got to the second one and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Unless I miswrote it. And she's okay. like, maybe he's a serial killer. Maybe he doesn't even have arms. And Vivian's like, you know what? You need some spanks. Some shapewear. Shapewear. <laughs> so they go in so she can try some on. Which, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It to seems me. to go horribly awry <laughs> how she tries on this shapewear. And I'm not sure how that could have happened. I'm not either. Because shapewear is fairly self-explanatory. It's like a tiny little dress you have to wiggle yourself into. <laughs> or a bodysuit or with yeah. obvious legs. <laughs> they have, like, there's a top, a bottom, a clear arm holes, leg yeah. holes. This is not, I know it's funny for the movie, but. I mean, I, I thought when she said she needed help that it was going to be, like, halfway upper and she was stuck. But really, she's stuck because she put, like, her like, neck It looks like it is halfway up. It looks like she's wearing, like, three of them. <laughs> Which I get is a funny visual gag, but it's a little over. But it doesn't yep. really make sense. It, it takes you out. It takes you out because it's like, this isn't real life. It no takes one me is out because I know how shapewear works. She's a federal judge. Couldn't figure out how to put on clothes. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So <laughs> while this is happening, Carol tells them about her failed attempt with her waitress uniform. And Vivian says, uh, you know what the problem is? It's the plumbing. And I've done a lot of field research, and this will help. And gives her some little blue pills. The metaphors are thick. <laughs> and, and she gives her, a, like, a handful of Viagra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, those are expensive, I hear. Well, she's, she's a successful lady. Mm. She's not really Who probably can't get a prescription to Viagra because she's a lady. Yeah. So where did she get those? Those are oh, those are street Viagra. Mm. <laughs> you don't know what's in a street Viagra. Nope. Is she like paying one of her bus boys to get Viagra for yeah, her? Yeah, this it is like they could be laced with what? nerd candies. <laughs> Maybe one of her many gentlemen callers is a doctor, and he's not leaving his Viagra. I guarantee it. Yeah. I because don't know. you know what happens to doctors who you know frivolously write prescriptions? They go yeah, to jail. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really funny. How'd she get this? <laughs> if this is street Viagra. Oh my Did god! Did she I didn't steal catch it. this from one of her lovers' house? Did Maybe. she take this from that general she fucked in the beginning? <laughs> Yikes! You know what? This is getting bad. I can't condone this kind there's, of behavior. There's a whole mystery here. There's layers. All right, Diana's back in Arizona, and she's eating out with her daughters and their husbands. And her daughters give her some flack about putting salt on her food. And her phone rings, and it's the pilot. And he's like, you should come visit me. And it's the pilot. The pilot. Mm-hmm. It says the it handsome Bella pilot. Yeah, it says on her the phone. Pilot. The pilot. <laughs> well, if you don't know somebody's name. No, I know. <laughs> and she's like, I want to. Like, you're but not I want to come up podcast, with an excuse no. to leave. <laughs> and after her daughters, they keep giving her all these lectures about how she's going to die. Mine says career criminal. When yeah. you call. <laughs> but then she gives them the worst excuse ever to have to leave. I think this is a pretty good one. My name uh, starts well, Burgled. When you're... I like that she said it was Burgled. It was rather Burgled. I guess it was Burgled. Thank you for getting that right. People fuck that up all the time. <laughs> Robbery is by forced letter intimidation. If you're not home, there was no threat. You were Burgled. All right. I believe you. <laughs> no, no, no crime was actually committed here. 
No, it was not. Yes, but if there was one, but if the federal judge would know that. We're trying to convince you to move, and you didn't want to. And they were convi- trying to convince you that it was too dangerous for you to live alone. This you might not be the best excuse to <laughs> yeah. give them to have to run home. <laughs> we don't know. You could always go with Vivian had a heart attack. She would, you know what? Vivian would back up that story if it <laughs> meant you were going to get have mm-hmm. sex with the pilot in Sedona. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is true, out. Vivian mm-hmm. would. She's a real friend like yeah, that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, my, my, you know, my neighbor was burgled. One of those annoying kids are going with you. I'm coming yeah. with you, Mom. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Carol confronts Bruce, but she's a she's terrible. Crazy. Li- but whatever, she's a crazy. terrible liar. We'll just yes. put it out, there. and she's gonna get a flight out tomorrow. Yeah. Carol confronts Bruce. She's like, "Do I just not turn you on anymore?" And he's like, "Look, I love you, but I don't want to talk about this." And she's like, "I want to have sex." Ouch. And they're just standing out front. And the neighbors are walking by. And the neighbors are. Elaine knows this. <laughs> he, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, and her husband walking their dog. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's what that's what um, what's his name? Adrian Gray, Sasha Gray." John goes. So <laughs> that's Dorian Gray. No, that's no, Dorian Gray. That's not what he said. He goes. <laughs> So they're Dorian all Grace. reading that lady's porn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at the guy, I'm like, so that's what this great guy actually looks like. <laughs> so, uh, when she's ladies, doing research for next her time book, reading it's this with book, that dude's That's strong. the guy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's Christian Grey's tallywhacker right there. That's right. That's the real Christian Grey. Have okay. a look, Ski. Good looking fella. Good job, buddy. So she's like, well, I talked to Vivian. He's like, you talked to Vivian? And she's like, and the, and the doctor. And he's like, you talked to the doctor? <laughs> And she's like, well, I knew you wouldn't want to talk about it. He's like, I don't want you talking to other people about it yeah. either. And uh, he's like, I just, he, he just wants to get the motorcycle started so he can get the heck out. He's like, I want to leave. I need a few <laughs> minutes. And he can't get it to, to start. And she's like, oh, you can't turn it on. And then she walks in the house. Yeah, she was really terrible and mean to him. She was. So Sharon arrives at the restaurant for her date. And she's happy to see that he has arms. <laughs> it would have been okay if he didn't. But she's, she's like, "Oh, you have arms. That's nice." <laughs> if, I, if I met somebody online and, I, and the first thing she says to me is, "Oh, you have arms," I'm like, uh, "Yikes!" What I'm gonna need drinking? some. Yeah, I'm gonna need a little bit more information on yeah. that. But she's <laughs> don't sit yet. I need yeah. more. Yeah. No, you respond with, "Oh, you're not green." Mm. <laughs> but she's awkward you have and uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. and he puts her at her ease and helps to give her confidence. He's like, "You're better at this than you think you are." And he makes her feel good about herself. Meanwhile, Vivian and Arthur are out at a diner, their diner, for milkshakes. And she tells him that she can't sleep with men. Sex is one thing, but men could just fall asleep anywhere. And she just lays there staring at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And he asks her what her favorite thing in the world is. And she says, arm tickles. And he says he wants to listen to an album on vinyl from beginning to end. Nobody ever does that anymore. Mm-mm. And we go back to dance rehearsal, and it's still terrible. Carol and Bruce uh, have learned the steps, but there's no emotion, no there's passion. No no, yeah. It's just awkward and uncomfortable. And they cut the session short and go home. Well, because, you know, he's got some tallywhacker issues and he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of their date, George asks Sharon if he can kiss her. And she says, if I had a nickel, and he says, all right, we'll just pretend I didn't ask. And she's like, shut up and kiss me. 
said, woo! And then he's like, well, well, and then she just kisses him. And, yeah, and then she's the like, next to scene, hell with it. The next scene, he's coming out of the back of a car. <laughs> and and he, handing her back her spanks. <laughs> <laughs> he's disheveled and covered in lipstick kisses. He's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes home in a good mood and sees that she has some net new messages. And the cat is, is chipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ginsburg is looking perky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next person that she sees in her in her little online dating thing is inconceivable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, "I'm gonna need a bigger back seat, Doctor Derek." Mm-hmm. So Diane has her daughter drop her off at the airport, and she escapes with the handsome pilot, and they go to his place, and he shows her his plane. It's tiny, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not getting in that." An actual plane, not his penis. <laughs> <laughs> not a metaphor and it's the same age as her he says it's a 1951 and she says i'm a 1951 <laughs> and that's not true we looked it up <laughs> and uh she they do go out in the plane and she's overwhelmed by how beautiful it is and they have a great time that is about his penis and then they make out under the stars and the next day they take a walk and he tells her all about his career and his patent and then he wants to meet her family and she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. They're still really sensitive about their father. And while they're talking about this, we see that she is missing some calls from her daughters who start to freak out. Yeah. And it's a little quick anyway. Yeah. Carol gets a text from Vivian telling her to just give him the pills. And uh, Yeah, just drug your husband. That that will that will work. I'm guaranteeing you that'll work. <laughs> and Sharon goes out to meet Dr. Derek. It will work. And before Dr. Derek arrives, because he's a little late. She comes across her ex-husband. Tom. And is introduced to his fiance. Twinkie. Cheryl. No, Twinkie. <laughs> I like how she's like, your hair is different. And he's like, I dyed it. And she's like, yeah, dude, I know. I know. But he's just so like, ooh, I dyed it. As Shocker. If, as if she didn't see it before. Yeah. And she but thought he's it magically not, turned back. To but he's not <laughs> pretending it's real either, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And Cheryl invites both Sharon and Dr. Derek, who she clearly just met, to this engagement party next week. Because they have her, like, her character's like a dingbat, you know? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot going on upstairs. Which but I happy. don't appreciate. She's, she's happy, happy though. She, she's bubbly. Well, it's a double engagement party mm-hmm. for them and their son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was not previously aware of. Yeah. Next week. Well, Which I wouldn't invite my ex-wife to my engagement party either. I wouldn't invite my mom to the engagement party my dad's girlfriend is throwing me. Really, it, this it checks out. <laughs> it's amazing. Some families, amazing. every family's I mean, although, <laughs> although I would actually invite my mom to the party my dad's girlfriend is. But it's my engagement party. I would party. invite you to my next engagement party. I guarantee you that. But the math checks out. that's not going to be good. Necessarily, some people would. Some Matter of fact, would. Tony, the next engagement party, if you see her, let me know. I We're will. at the back. I think the reason he didn't invite her has more to do with her reaction when he said he was engaged than yeah. the fact that dad's gonna be there mm-hmm. but you know sorry, what really good spot. engagement gift is by the way but baby boat yeah mm-hmm. we see carol and bruce out and she spikes his beer with two blue pills yikes which Dude. two two Dude. <laughs> first of all no no first don't no. drug your husband second don't overdose yeah. him <laughs> two 
honestly, I don't know. I assume the dosage is one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> actually, they measure that dosage for an individual oh, because yeah, it can true. have serious side effects mm -hmm. because it was not originally intended for penises. It's a heart medication. It's a heart med mm -hmm. like It's called sildenafil. What they noticed during tri trials is not everybody's heart was... Um, Fixing stuff, but everybody's dick went up. So, <laughs> so, so much for Sedenafil, and they were out of the heart business, so and they're billionaires. <laughs> they're in the dick she could have killed him, caused him to have a heart attack. Like, we're, we're all upset about this. Actually, they still use this as a heart medication. They give it to women, too. Doesn't Sharon, have the same effect. Hey, uh, maybe that's why Vivian had it. <gasps> maybe she has a heart condition. Mm, no. Then that heart attack story really would have worked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's it's got different stuff in it. All right. So we see that Sharon goes home, and she did not have as much fun on this date. Mm -hmm. She deactivates her dating profile. Yeah. Does that seem kind of, you know, brash? She was batting 500. That shit will get you in the Hall of Fame, okay? <laughs> she had one bad date, and it wasn't really the guy's fault. I mean, you run into your ex, that, that, that kills the mood. Yeah. It's a little and, rash, but she was upset. And she was going to be all pissed off anyway because she had to meet his Twinkie, you know? Mm. Well, finding out that Dr. Derek DJ's on the side might be a real deal, <laughs> deal break for me. Because <laughs> that shit's inconceivable. <laughs> so is it a bad time to tell you about my new DJing hobby? Yes. Oh. Uh, yes I, could, I could scratch and mix and everything. Please don't. DJ all Sicilian. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Vivian shows Arthur her favorite place, which is on the roof of the hotel. And she shows them that you can which see their really diner cool. from up there. Yeah, that is cool. I which I think. Owner's Perks. Which, the fact that she built her hotel so that she could see their diner is so sentimental. I think that she <laughs> built the hotel and happens to be able to see the hotel. I think she picked that property on purpose. Okay. Or at least her favorite spot to include that. Because there's other areas of that route. I can get behind that. Like she happened to notice, oh, I can see the diner from here. And mm -hmm. So... The cops have found out that Diane didn't board the plane, and, but they have traced the signal to her phone. And this part, this next part where they go, that's amazing. <laughs> because what if she was kidnapped? You don't bring the children of the victim <laughs> to a kidnapping. She's a grown-ass woman. They would not have told the kids where she was at uh, all, ever. The best you're going to get is, oh, uh, yeah, we called her. She's alive. Thanks. They don't just give out your information to people, even if they are your kids, when you are a grown-up. They also the impression just, the kids wanted to send out like a silver alert and they're like well is she senile yeah. <laughs> no she's a perfectly capable yeah, the cops would not have driven woman. with the kids to Sedona <laughs> and how come the one daughter and that one cop wouldn't have went from wherever the hell they are to Sedona yeah, <laughs> they would have called it's Sedona it's not like the next town over no. it's a draw this is the they would have called Sedona and sent somebody there yeah. this is the other thing I don't get so Alicia Silverstone's husband comes with them mm -hmm. but other than when they're having spaghetti or whatever, you never see the pregnant girl's husband. That's the husband that would go. I thought that was her husband. That no, went. I thought that I was. No, the two husbands. We saw them so infrequently. Oh. I don't. Oh, they, maybe, maybe they, I'm wrong. They could have been the same actor for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, I, maybe CGI. I had them confused. But you know what? Still, why is it only they're, one husband? They're if you so think inconsequential. Your mom was kidnapped. You bring him your husband. Yeah, look, they're so inconsequential. In one scene, she was married to one sister. <laughs> next scene, she was married to another sister. It doesn't matter. I thought it was the pregnant one's husband, and the other one, Elise Silverstone's husband, was at home with the kid. With the actual oh, kid. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I might be wrong. Yeah, we'll go I really with that. Yeah, we'll go totally with that. Yeah, you know what else? Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be the first time I'm totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're on the swan. <laughs> Who doesn't love the swan? I love the swan. Oh. If I had a pool, swan, 
All right. Well, we got to go back to Bruce, though, first. I don't want to go to Bruce. Let's but go to Bruce the is all pissed off, justifiably. Right. You love this scene, because, though. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> because he's got quite quite a tent going on in his And family. she keeps trying to touch it. What the fuck? The he's march trying is to on. drive them home, and she is very interested. And she's trying to, like, initiate some sexy time and touches his tallywhacker, and he's understandably pretty pissed off. And swerving all over the road. Like, stop, stop touching me. touching me. Yeah. It's like, uh, you touch me again, you're getting a smack. <laughs> and I think that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay? In this case, He it? should slap her with the dick. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but he's swerving. Okay, then. <laughs> and he gets pulled over, and the cop thinks he's drunk. So he needs to get out of the car. <laughs> get out of the car. I'd re- really, no, really not. would rather not. And she's like, get out. Get out of now. The car. Like, of course, it's a female officer, too. And he's like, a dude would be like, we're good. Later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he gets out of the car, and we see the tent in his pants. And he's like, I'm really sorry, but my wife, she uh, spiked my drink with some Viagra. (laughs) And and Carol's like, no, it was totally me. I'm sorry. This is my fault. Everything she says makes it worse. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, shut up, shut up. He's like, she said something about, I know how how much he hates to be embarrassed or something. And he's like, that's not even in the top ten right now. (laughs) The top three things I'm annoyed at or I'm mad at right now, that doesn't make the list. Yeah. But the cop lets him go. And And she says, have a good night and then winks at her. You do too. (laughs) That's when if I was him, I'd go, yeah, that's not happening tonight, officer. Have a good one. (laughs) Because there's no way that if your wife spikes your drink with two Viagra, you're going to be like, you know what? Forget about it. Let's go have on, you know, the Have on time. the good foot and do the bad thing. That's did the you one. take out the recycling? <laughs> yeah, did you take out the recycling? It's not part of it, but it's important. So it's not business can, time. Now we can go back to Diane and her handsome pilot. Here we go. Making I, out on a floaty. <laughs> it's so romantic. Now I have to say. Recently, when I went to Florida in my mandatory evacuation vacation, <laughs> Where we rented... You had more rain there than we had here. That, mandatory? Sound, that sounds like a sex comedy. <laughs> mandatory <laughs> evacuation <laughs> vacation. We rented a swan Two. pool yeah. floaty because the hotel we, had, we were at had all these floaties for rent. I couldn't get on that thing to save my life. Every time I tried to get on, I fell right off. <laughs> so this time, not the first time I watched the movie because I had never tried to get on one. This time I'm watching it like, how are they so comfortable on that thing? <laughs> and they were dressed. It's not like they were in bathing suits. They were dressed. They yeah, had no on, yeah. intention of swimming. It is not easy to get on and off those floaties. That's all I'm saying. I don't think if I'm going to try to have the sexy time. Do you think my, she I'm was naked under that robe? Because yeah. you can't oh. do it on a floaty. I assume she was in the bathing suit, but you're right. Why would she be in the rope? Maybe. There's no one else at the house. Maybe you just, she was naked under you, that you, rope. You, got, you go butt booty naked. <laughs> she ran into the house to get dressed real fast, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was naked. Good catch. Nice. Way uh, to go, Mitchell. <laughs> just Mitch. <laughs> they hear something, though, as they're making out, and it's two daughters, one husband, and a cop. From another city. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they've just... You know, broken the law. They've tres- and trespassed on his property. Well, it's not trespassing. They haven't been told to leave yet, but they've you know definitely broken and entered. Yep. We see her try to paddle her way to the edge of the pool, so Mitch, she can run Mitch it falls out. off the swan, <laughs> and he thinks it's funny, and he's, he's like, laughing. Look, look, hi. <laughs> like, and he waves, he's like, "Hi, I'm Mitch," and the husband's like, "He's hi, like, I'm Bob. you must be." He's like, "You must be Jill and Adriana." <laughs> like he knows their name, but they're not interested in meeting him. Then we cut back to Bruce and Carol having a fight. She's like, I just wanted a nice night. And he's like, it's not just tonight. 
you got me dance lessons that you knew I would hate, and you signed me up for a talent show you knew I wouldn't want to be in. He's like, at the end of these dance lessons, there's a public shaming. (laughs) 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 And, uh... She that's when she says she's pissed about the earplugs. Things are not good for them right now. And he's like, I got you the earplugs because I like to fall asleep next to you, but then you won't have to miss your shows. It's a thoughtful it's, guy. It's thoughtful and sweet mm-hmm. because he wants to sleep with his wife. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to sleep with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wants to sleep. Just they, sleep. They had, well, he says they had a, he got scared. Or no, that is that's that later. later. That's yeah. Later. So we see Diane, we cut back to Diane quickly packing her things, and her handsome pilot tries to talk her down and help her see that it's okay and kind of funny. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand, you don't have kids, you don't have anybody you're responsible to and for, and and he's like, you can be happy, you're responsible for your happiness. Yeah, not to listen to these kids. And she's like, this just isn't a good reality, like, our realities don't match, (laughs) You don't have kids either. And she runs away. And then we cut back to Vivian and Arthur listening to a record while he tickles her arms and she falls asleep. Aww. But then we cut and see that Carol can't sleep. And then she realizes that she's alone in the bed. And this is when she goes downstairs and they have a talk about how he got scared. And since he retired now, he doesn't know who he is anymore. And he's just trying to figure out who he is and he needs some time. And, uh... They, they tell you what he does. No. 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 Just that he's retired. You know, Not she's a chef. <laughs> yeah, not motorcycles. She owns her own restaurant, so he probably makes a decent amount of money because at some point they would have had to get the capital for that restaurant. Yeah. He's also in racketeering. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he's an architect. Ooh. Maybe he built custom teak skulls. <laughs> I was going to say that maybe he makes boats. <laughs> boats! That's Good, what a nice custom skull. teak yeah. skull is. I thought you said skull. I'm thinking like crystal skull. No, and like, Jones, like S-C-U-L-L-S. Skulls. <laughs> yeah, but you did enunciate. Oh, I have a lisp. <laughs> I never noticed. All right, so it's book club time again. And these ladies are not nearly as happy They're at this meeting sad. as they were at the last one. And they blame the book. This book sucks. Book two. I should have never read it. Did they ever read book three? They never said. They do. Well, they, they give it to them, so I assume they did. Diane announces that she's moving and that her thing with the pilot is over. And they talk about how this book sucked. They have lots of wine. Like, way too much. Hopefully none they, of them are going home. They drink <laughs> so much wine in this movie. I like wine, but holy shit, the amount of empty bottles at the end of this They night. drink a lot of wine and eat a lot of ice cream. Those things don't go no. together. No, you, don't. you, no. you. No, and we see wine. that Vivian has switched to vodka. And it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of alcohol. Vivian's all upset because she fell asleep. Yes. Mm. And she doesn't know how to handle that. I.e., she, she didn't really have a crisis. <laughs> it's a crisis for her. No, it's not. She's mm. ter- She's a commitment phobe, so... Yeah. That's a crisis for a lot of people, actually. <laughs> to fall asleep? No, to be a commitment... Lap. To the be meeting. a commitment phobe. Yes. Oh, I know, To I actually know. care about someone when you've prided yourself on never giving a shit about anybody. That's a I, big deal. I know, but in the scheme of everybody's little problems... No, it's a non-problem. That's, that's the least. Mm. They all have non-problems. Yeah. Not like, a single one... The only problem that's an actual problem is Bruce and... Yeah. What is it? Carol. Uh, and Carol... Carol 
that's not having sex for six months because that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're not talking about it is also a problem. But yeah. that's the only legitimate problem in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Diane has a legitimate problem where her kids think that are meddling in her life too much. No, her problem is that she can't tell them to shut up on yeah, your mother, basically. not your baby. Yeah, basically. You tell them to, uh, you know, fuck off. It's not a real problem. Piss it's off. just she needs P- to stand piss off. up. I know we got some, some is, thing about the accents. I got to bring yet. one in every now and again. She says, they, like, fuck converted, you. they converted the basement for me. It's all slip resistant and there's a walk-in shower. Yay. You know, like she's 90. And uh, I would appreciate that, actually. <laughs> like, like, that would be great. Every that would be dandy. About every fourth time I take a shower after I, like, wash my feet and I set them down in the tub, I'm like, God damn it, why don't we have slip resistant stuff in our tub? <laughs> yeah. Because... It, it is. It is important that even people in their 30s don't fall in the shower. It's like, man, I, I don't want to break a hip. Or some sticky flowers or a bath mat or something in there. Like if you're in your 60s, you could break a hip. No one judges you. If I break my hip now, I'll never hear the end of it. I'll put down a slippery, soapy foot and be like, oh shit, here we go. Oh. But after they consume all this alcohol, then they kind of get real with each other about uh, how Vivian, Sharon, and Diane are all sabotaging their own love lives. Why did Sharon deactivate her account? She needs to go out there. If she wants somebody, then go out there looking for somebody. Don't you want somebody to love? Vivian Don't you has need a guy who wants to be with her, and <laughs> she's sabotaging it. And Diane, too, has a guy who likes her, and she said no. And so it's all their fault. The only one who they don't give shit to is Carol. Who is actually sabotaging her marriage <laughs> by drugging her husband. <laughs> Yeah, don't drug your husband. Yeah, that never works that out. That might be Vivian's idea. Vivian's not going to say it was a bad one. But I'm just saying, that's something he might not be able to get over. I mean, he does because Bruce loves her. But that's just not the point. I don't know if I'd be okay with it. I would a, definitely wouldn't drink any drinks you could A lesser man would say, again. I'm sorry if my penis is more important than me and we need a divorce. Here, have a drink. Nope. Is the answer to that for the rest of your lives. Yep. Would you like, like me to get you a coffee? No. I would like you to not feed me. I'd like you to not give me drinks. <laughs> Here's my royal tester. <laughs> Test all my food and drink. So then we see that while they are not happy with book two, Sharon has decided that the next book is book three. All right, then. Got to finish it. Sometimes you just got to push through to the end. Like the Matrix. <laughs> 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 the second movie was like God, or like Transform- the third one came out like fuck. Now I got all right. <laughs> what was that Transformers? And, and you start watching, you're like, this sucks. And you just gotta push through it. The Lost Knight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, something- like, Wait a minute, how do we get to the fucking uh, Knights of the Round Table with Transformers? Uh, it's Bumble Bumble a lot. It's pain. I'm still sad we didn't go see Transformers in the theater though. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I right. hated that movie. No, 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 the cartoon one. Oh, no, I am sad about that. I'm mad. <laughs> I didn't, you guys, no, I didn't want to pay 10 bucks to a movie that we didn't like. That's you didn't like it. <laughs> it was I a like commercial. <laughs> you can See go back our and movie. listen to that episode. <laughs> See our Ma- episode on Transformers the movie Monster from 1980 Monster Squad's playing tomorrow if you guys want to make it up to me. I'm just saying. I got to work. Call we, out. We are probably going to go to that one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we see that Diane is all packed up. And ready to go and move to Arizona. We see Carol practicing dance by herself. And that was a big house, and that was not a very big U-Haul that she had. No, it wasn't. She didn't take all her stuff. What happened to all of her shit? Also, they live in Santa Monica, that house. If she sells it, she's going to make some money. (laughs) She's going to sell that house. She probably doesn't have a mortgage on it anymore. So she's going to sell that, and she could buy like four houses in 
in her late husband Arizona. was an accountant. I'm Not sure that Sedona. she's well taken care of financially. She probably Sedona. at least paid the Sedona. house off with. Well, go outside of Sedona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we see but still, Vivian. Santa Monica. It's right on the water. Yeah. <laughs> we see Vivian avoiding Arthur's calls, and then he shows up on her roof. And he's like, you're avoiding my calls. It's like, no, I'm not. I don't, I'm not on my phone. He calls him. <laughs> like, like a boss. That was awesome. <laughs> he's like, what about that? <laughs> well. And then he says that he's leaving tomorrow and he wishes that she were going with him. But then he knows that that, that wouldn't be her and he doesn't want her to change anything about herself. He loves her just the way she is. And she's his person. Oh, he's her lobster. And he just <clears throat> wanted to know how she, what she thought about that. And she says... It's been nice seeing you, and I hope you have a safe trip home. Mm. She's terrible. She's a... We see Sharon goes to the engagement party, and it is not her scene. (laughs) There's a lot of beach balls in the pool. Those beach balls are cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I had the same thing. I'm like, what's all the beach balls? You can't see the pool. (laughs) I like it. There's a surfboard that says, this is art. (laughs) Yeah. And she's just kind of looking around like, uh... (laughs) Tom gives a toast and then she gives a toast and then she's like she clink clink clinks oh I didn't mean to do that <laughs> but I she mean, gives a good toast I was worried does. I was worried yeah that I thought it was gonna develop I was hoping she was something. gonna like freak out or something and be like fuck you fuck you fuck you're cool fuck you yeah. <laughs> or talk about how she didn't think that they should get married something I'm, I'm still super embarrassed for her this whole time like I can't handle that embar- that level of embarrassment in a movie I'm like feeling it vicariously through her, and I'm just like, oh, I can't. Especially I can't, when she I says, can't, I can't. None of you know this, but I'm his mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. You're here for his engagement party, but I don't know who any of you people yeah. are. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. So then we cut back, and we see Vivian has been crying and is a wreck. And the desk calls to tell her that Arthur is officially checked out. And the girls walk in and are like, what in the hell is going on here? So they just have keys to her house or something? Probably. They all walk into each other's houses. Mm. Although at a hotel, that's different. But yeah, those do are they, Are they carrying around a little key card? <laughs> or does somebody just let them in because they know? Well, maybe it's a Hilton because the Hilton, they have the... You, they program it to your phone. and You don't even have to check in anymore. You just walk right up there and the door opens. Huh. Pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they have a key in case she slips in the shower. Maybe. She's old, you know. <clears throat> she does wear heels, too. She's a fall risk. <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> She hangs out in a lot of fountains. I'm kidding. I know, me too. That's why I said it's not okay. We need to stop. So she tells them what happened and that she dumped Arthur. And they're like, you're out of your mind. And you're going after him. And uh, they start to get her dressed and ready. And she's freaking out about how this seems so needy. And he's just going to cheat on me and leave me for a younger woman. And Sharon slaps her. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it needed to be done. And they all laugh. I approved. <laughs> she should have enough time to make it to the airport. They send her off. She's like, what about Carol's show? And they're like, Fuck no, that. this is more yeah. important. But we go to Carol's show. And there's a couple that goes on that's kind of amazing. Kind yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> Can I you was believe she's that, a dental wow, hygienist? That's amazing. <laughs> I would not want to follow it. No. Especially not with uh, Bob into Red Robin. <laughs> Carol goes on planning to do her tap routine. 
But they play the song she and Bruce were going to dance to. No, they no, don't. No, it's not the song. It's not. Meat because Loaf. he says our dance moves don't even go to Meat Don't go to Meat Don't go to Meat Loaf, yeah. So, I don't know. They and play I think they, sh- they had the wrong Meat Loaf song. They should have done Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Much better song. Well, I, no, always hate, I, w- I always hate the trope in movies where the sound guy can't do anything about it. Right. They do that too. He's like, like oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know. Oh, 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 like, you're the sound guy. You can't change the song? What like, are you fucking here for? Hit but stop. It's not <laughs> great at all. For some, for some reason, it's I'll do anything for love. But yeah. it's great, though. Yeah. The train she, has left the station. She's like, this isn't the right song. Ah, uh, fuck it. And she yeah. just starts tapping to the song and making it work. But toward well. the end... <laughs> well, as best as you can. Yeah. Toward the end, Bruce shows up. In his leather jacket. With his helmet. He puts his helmet down. He takes his jacket off. He's got his dance clothes on. He's and in a tuxedo. And I have to admit, I was a little aw. <laughs> Tony's uh, favorite scene. I was a little aw. Tony's She's favorite like, scene. you don't have to do this. He's like, I'm not passing up a chance to dance with the woman I love. Aw. And then this 22-year-old girl came. Oh, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> That's and afterward, they start kiss- kissing in the back. And she's like, your phone is poking me. He says, I don't have my phone. Whoa. Maybe want- we should go home. And she says, yes. <laughs> and then you and see him on the motorcycle. On the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Riding off into the sunset. They are out the Dewa. And then we see that Vivian didn't make it to the airport in time. She goes back to her roof. And she looks sad. But then Arthur's there. And he's like... Who's no longer guessed the hotel and walked through anyway. They should have mm-hmm. stopped him. He says he realized he forgot to give her her penny back. Him and Harley stayed there once. So. Oh, and yeah. And she says, I went to the airport, the <laughs> but I was too late. And he says, why'd you go to the airport? And she says, I realized I wanted my penny. And she says, I tried to live without it for 40 years, and I wasn't happy, and now I want my penny. And he gives it to her, and he says, make a wish, and she throws it. And he's like, you could have killed somebody. <laughs> and she says, there's a subroof, and kisses him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they start making notes. Hello. Then we see that Diane drove all the way to her daughter's place, and they don't think she should have done that. Although no, neither of them volunteered to come. She could have killed them. somebody, yeah. a woman her age, driving. Not we're worried about how taking a long drive could be difficult. Yeah. No, you could have hurt somebody. Yeah, she can go fuck herself. Pretty and much. Uh, this is the last straw. She's like, look, I'm not staying here. I'm not doing this. This is crap. You guys treat me like I'm dying, but I'm not done living. And you guys have great parenting instincts, but save them for your kids, because yeah. I'm done. I really wish this speech had been even more strong-worded. Well, because they it did just, just lose their dad. I know. So they're a little scared. It's been like a year. I know, I know. But they don't say how dad died. Maybe dad yeah. died and like he had a, you know, something. Slip and fall? Yeah. Because he, he, uh, he had a heart attack and slipped and fell. <gasps> Cra- the plane good. crashed and we a megalodon. Just, maybe. Just yeah. Things that would have been. I'm great. just saying that. And that you know what? Maybe it was like he was like, I'd rather be dead be... and cool than alive and uncool. <laughs> jumped off and the jumped roof. off a roof. But I wanted work. her to just be a little <laughs> bit harsher. Yeah. But they, she leaves. They follow her out, and they wish her well. Drive safe. Be happy. She goes to the pilot's house. There's still a little U-Haul attached to her car. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> she she pulls up with a U-Haul to the pilot's house. And I like how they mention it. And she puts her hands on his face like she described her first kiss and how magical it was. And she kisses him. And she says, can I come inside? And he says, no nope. way. <laughs> he says, nope. And then she laughs and they go to go inside. And he says, what's in the U-Haul? It's my overnight bag. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, shit. Yeah, you, you She's high maintenance, buddy. Kick her out. 
We see Sharon reactivate her online dating profile and reconnect with George. And they have a strong like or whatever it was. Yeah, because yeah. she like winked at him and he winked at her. and It's like a super wink. Yeah. <laughs> a super Ooh. wink. I don't know. And I don't know anything about Bumble. The Their timers went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, were just, they were malfunctioning at first for mm-hmm. the whole first No, day. no. Their timers went off and she just didn't notice because it was wrapped in shapewear. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right, that's the end. Oh. And I'm going to go with John first to get it over I'm not ready yet. <laughs> go with John first to get it over with. Hold on. I'm going to find the page where I highlighted what my favorite line Okay, was. so um, <laughs> my favorite character is Mitch. Because, Good choice. Because he's awesome. He is awesome. My so least sweet. favorite character is Vivian. Okay. Because she makes a bunch of bad decisions, like her entire life. I thought it was going to be Carol. So <laughs> Yeah, Carol's the one that drugged her husband. <laughs> yes, but whose fault was it? Vivian. There you go. She wouldn't have done it without Vivian suggesting and supplying. Yeah, you were so right. Vivian. Got to go for the big fish. Mm-hmm. Go for the big Not fish. Not the dealer. Not the, mm. That's right. Don't go for the dealer. You go for the supplier. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is when the cop and the kids come to the house and Mitch falls in the pool. Uh-huh. Even though it's, it's, it's like, that's amazing. That shit would never happen. But... I enjoyed that because Mitch made the scene. He's like, hi, oh, look, it's your daughter, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. I'm Mitch. And the other guy's like, I'm Bob, or whatever his name was. And the daughter's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Slaps his hand. Um, My favorite line is, let's see, I haven't had sex since my divorce. It's been the happiest 18 years of my life. What? It must be some kind of record. I mean, what even happens to a vagina after 18 years? You know, I think uh, Werner... Her Ross did her dog. Yeah, hurt him. Did a, <laughs> a documentary on that. Yeah, it's called The Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And then they go on a little bit off, it, but that's that's it there. Um, my favorite tertiary object is uh, Mitch's house because that shit's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I want to yeah. live there. Yeah. It was a beautiful. It house. was a beautiful house. And I'm going to have to nay this movie. I'm sorry. I just, like, surprised. there were points where it was funny. There were funny parts of the movie, but the overall story and the arcs were, this is not real life. This is not what happens. This is <laughs> ridiculous. It's a sex comedy. Well, that's like my, well, this doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> All right. I'm going to nay your next movie because it can't happen in real life. Because <laughs> no matter what movie you pick... Can't happen in real life. <laughs> Not a single goddamn one of them. Harley Davidson in the Marlboro Man. Cannonball Run. <laughs> All right. First of all, Cannonball Run is a thing. They do that. <laughs> they used to. But not they, like that. They, how do you know? The you ever been on a Cannonball Run? Have you? Because I have a friend of mine, Tony. He's in the back, and he has a monkey that drives. And they won one year. It's Terry. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Watch it again. He says, I'm your cousin. I'm I know, I know. I just couldn't resist. Oh, all right, Tony. Clearly says Terry. All right. But yeah, so I'm sorry. I just, so I'm, I'm like not it. surprised at all. My favorite character is Dean Martin. <laughs> no. no. Oh, book club, sorry. <laughs> You're still doing Cannibal, right? My, my favorite character is Mitchell, because he's fucking steals he's a, every scene that he's in. Yeah. Uh, least favorite character is Sharon, because I don't like Candace Bergen at all. At the um, end of it, he goes, I forgot how much I hated Candace Bergen. I didn't like She's Murphy terrible Brown in the movie. She doesn't yeah. do anything. Um, I didn't like Jane Fonda either. It might have been because she was a communist, but... <laughs> <laughs> At least she's a good actress, you know. 
favorite scene is when Mitchell gets Diane's phone number. That was pretty hilarious and awesome. Uh, my favorite line is, my son is engaged, uh, Sharon says, my son is engaged and my husband is in Maui with a tartlet named Cheryl. And blah, blah, blah. And he says, um, I don't care, but the guy gets seasick in a swimming pool. I mean, what the hell is he doing in Maui? And Vivian's like, sounds like he's doing Cheryl in Maui. <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object is Mitchell's old plane because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I will maybe this movie because um, Mitchell. <laughs> I want to see a Garcia, movie about Mitch. Yeah, Andy <laughs> Garcia really is the reason that I like this movie. Like John was touching on, all the plot lines in it are kind of weak, and there's no real, there's not a lot of story for most of them. Um, Diane's story is good and it's strong, and like I say, Mitch steals every scene in it. So you know. You can get through the movie because of that. If Andy Garcia had not been in this movie and that character not been as good, I wouldn't have enjoyed this movie. Yeah. But he really kept the movie going for me. So. All right. Come on, Elaine. Okay. Well, <laughs> my favorite character is Sharon because Candace Bergen is fantastic in this movie. <laughs> in what, fantastic. In what scene? Every single fucking one. I love her. I must have I seen think the she's the most version. realistic. <laughs> I think she's the most realistic character in this movie. Movie. No. She's the one that reacts in ways that you would actually react. I totally identify with her when she went to the engagement party and walked in the door and was like, what in the fuck did I just get myself into? And I like also her... love when she makes her dating profile. No, <laughs> it's great. This is like how a real person re- would react to things. <laughs> and I think she's fantastic. Sorry, it's dusty here. My least favorite character are the daughters, Jill and Adrienne. I knew she was going to do that. Because man. they're terrible. They are terrible. They are. They're terrible, and especially as this is like my mom is the, around right around the age of Diane Lane's character, mm-hmm. and I'm right around the age of these girls, and I would never treat my mother like that, or I would, or <coughs> act Diane as if she Keaton. was super. <laughs> no, the character it's, that Diane. It's Diane Keaton, though. You said Diane Lane. Oh. She's not in this movie. Diane Lane is awesome. We should, yeah, you know, but if you want to do a Diane Lane movie, we could do one. No, whatever. I'm sorry, Diane. fire. But whatever. So she's right around the same age as the character yes. that she's played. But, like, just the fact that they seem to think their mother is this dried-up old stick who can't even walk without a walker or, and is going to kill people while she drives is baffling to me because, like, this is, like I'm that... <laughs> that's my life. And just, the, like, they really bother you me. Would it's never. terrible. <laughs> terrible. And Audrey wouldn't do it either. Um, I don't know if Audra would do it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think, think she so. would. My favorite scene is when the second time she's on the plane and the stewardess gets her information and they set up the date. Same one as Tony's. Because Mitch. it's yeah. so Mitch is three for three right now. <laughs> fantastic. It's just he's smooth. He's smooth. He's smooth. My favorite tertiary object is the penny. Mm. Just really like it. Mm. Um, I think that all the men characters in this movie are very good. They're smooth, these men. They're written well, which is not a usual thing. In yeah, the tertiary characters, they usually don't get that much love. A lot of times in a romance, in some sort of romance, one or the other character is terrible. And even like, even Tom, who Sharon, you know, is divorced from, they don't portray him as a bad guy What's that or name again, anything Tony? like that. Two? No, what's Ed Begley Jr.? There you go. Uh-huh. How you like to say it? It's Ed Begley Jr. But he, but they never like portray him as like a terrible person who treated her badly. It just didn't work out, and mm-hmm. she's not. She's she's happy for him in the end, mm-hmm. and it's 
like I like that that all the characters are pretty much good people except for maybe Carol and these daughters. They're <laughs> terrible. Vivian. I, even Vivian is fine. I have no problem with Vivian. Okay. I have no problem with that. With drugging people. Character in movies or in real life. Um, but I yay this movie very strongly. It's great. <laughs> it's a strong yay. <laughs> it's so strong that you're right. It, it doesn't count. No. <laughs> my, I'm gonna. Elaine's pen died as she's writing her name for no reason. <laughs> no, it's so strong. I'm gonna write my name in all caps, twice as big as I wrote John and Jonas. Wow. <laughs> but what's funny is your 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 name went into the nay category, oh. so it's a yay and a nay. Oh no, it's so, not. No, it's, it's not. like I'm John Hancocking this piece of. Uh, it's so. It's just really good. It's a really good. It's okay. A, it's really good. Okay, it's real good. We got it. All Riveting. Right. It's really good. You know, it's really good. How can I put this? <laughs> it's pretty really good. good. It's great. <laughs> okay, my favorite character is also Mitchell. All right, way Mitch, to go, Mitch. The devilishly handsome pilot. Did you write that? Yes. You sure did. <laughs> my least favorite character is the daughters. They're awful. Yeah, they are. Awful. My favorite lines were when... Lines? You get one. There's a little... <laughs> we all did like a, a back, back and, and forth. forth. The dialogue in this movie is really good. When Diane tells him about the devilishly handsome pilot, mm-hmm. and Vivian says that she always thought that was the best thing that ever happened to her because now she can have sex with someone who isn't an accountant. And then they say, if you don't remember how to have sex, here's a refresher. And she says, I don't know what that is, but it's not sex. You're right. It's crazy hot sex. That whole exchange was my favorite okay. lines. Although while I was taking notes at least four times, I was like, that's going to be my favorite line. Nope, that's going to be my favorite line. There's some good lines. I also really enjoy the, uh, if I sound judgmental, it's an occupational hazard that Sharon said to her son. I really liked it <laughs> when um, her and Mitchell went out to dinner and she says that her husband died last year and he goes, plane uh, crash? Yeah. yeah that, that was, was good too. And uh, my favorite scene was when Diane drove uh, the whole, the end part with Diane, when she tells her daughters that she's not going to stay and she drives to... And yet another scene involving Mitch. Yeah. And uh, all the way until what's in the (laughs) U-Haul. It's just my overnight bag. And my favorite Jerry Shearer object, we just love all of Mitch's things, <laughs> his car that he drives him away from oh, the airport in. Car. I really like that. What was car. your favorite object? No, the, penny. the penny. The penny. The penny. Oh, the penny. you but blew it. We kind of were very... <laughs> and this was a very Mitch-centric movie. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> Don Johnson it. was just as good. He was. No, I love Don Johnson in But this. he didn't get as much... But he wasn't. Mitch. He didn't get as much screen time because the central yeah. character is but he was awesome Diane. Too. But yeah, like, like Don I have Johnson nothing. Was just as good. I have nothing bad to say about Don Johnson. I thought he was top shelf. Yeah. Everything he did was amazing. But Mitch, Mitch stole a little bit and more. He's the even Mitch father. Craig T. Nelson, great in yeah. this. Yeah, just he fantastic. Was. He was. They were all very good, and the ladies were all great too. Like this is a good. This was a good cast. And you I mentioned will, that before. I, I want to be keep saying it because I need. Day. I need. I'm going to write you in all caps, really big. Okay, <laughs> Carly, what are we doing next? Talk to us here. Well, first, I will tell you that you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, and on the Twitters at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com, and please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, crap, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute. Before, next Subscribe, week. Subscribe, rate, <laughs> Podcast is... Is Elaine's pick. There you go. Wow. Carly just took her out of her game here. Yeah. What, what is this? 
I asked her earlier. She's like, oh, I know the movie is. You're going to hate it. Uh-oh. And I was like, what is it? He goes, it'll be a surprise. So, oh, shit. Well, I meant... I don't need a drum roll. I oh. mentioned it, I think, on the end of the last episode because we were talking about Halloween and if we were going to do Halloween movies. And I've decided to take it back to the 1990s and go with Spaced Invaders, which is currently... I've never bit, seen that. It's, it's got the little girl that played Lex from Jurassic Park in it. Really? Okay. And it's about aliens who come to Earth. It's fun. It's a, it's a good family Halloween kind of a movie. All right. Oh and um, Space Invaders. Spaced with a D. S-P-A-C-E-D. I mean, invaders. I, I, like, I feel like I've heard the name and I have to you look You might it have seen quick. it. Who knows? Who's Came out it? as when we were children. Well, who's in it? Nobody. The, chick, <laughs> the girl that played Lex from Jurassic Park. She did lead with the girl from Jurassic Park. So that's so that, that's your uh, that's, that's the that's the big act. Like if you look at it, I bet it's it was probably a bunch of puppets. After that. No, well, I mean, I'm sure these are actors that did things, and if I look at their look through their IMDb's, I will find things. Mm-hmm. But this was a movie that from a while ago. So oh. like some of these well known actors, I don't know who they are because I was a kid when this wow. movie came out. You know what I mean? 1990. This does not look like a... You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll look forward to that. Wow. My Carly has no work. music. Carly, sorry about the outro music. We're going to just... Um, We're going to sing Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you pull up Meatloaf? That's what I'm trying to do, but my phone isn't working. Why are you sticking in such <laughs> my pictures? Because right. that's what happened. Oh, there we go. What? There we go. Okay, it's a very long song. Yes, it it's is. like 11 and a half minutes long. <laughs> I had this on uh, cassette tape, this whole album, on really? cassette. Yes. Really? You know, there's a song on this album where uh, it has like his dad goes in his room mm-hmm. and then he grabs a guitar. And She's familiar. He's going to beat the guitar. My, I always enough. thought that song was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure he was one of the um, aliens. Are we on Space Invaders here? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking real quick. I don't know anybody. Either. Then you're gonna learn. You're He's gonna find Bad out Cinema. next He's week. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've never heard of that movie. Like, okay. I can't even really say that it's gonna suck. How it's gonna old were you in 1992? Six. Not alone to watching Space Invaders, evidently. <laughs> I looked. We can rent it on Amazon. You what? I looked. We can rent it on Amazon oh, or on Vudu. Oh, on the Vudu. Who do the we movie? could also buy it. We could just buy it. <laughs> it's only like 